The judgy opinions expressed on this reality TV podcast are not backed up by any professional degrees. While Jamie and Jesse are experts in everything, they're certified in nothing. Comments made should be taken with a grain of salt, a glass of Pinot Grigio, and a sense of humor. Enjoy this episode of Judgy and Juryish. Hey, you guys, it's Jamie and Jesse. As always, we are here. We are back with episode 10 of Judgy and Jerry's. Jesse, how's it going? It's going. I just pounded a protein box from Starbucks. I watched you. You were yeah. literally like hand, face a, down, a hands tied behind egg. your back. I was so hungry. <laughs> you went in on I that protein sure box. I sure did. And I have peanut butter and God knows what else all over me. But well, other than that, you know, it's I'm going. I'm coming off of two days of not showering because oh. uh, I just got back from my camping trip. Right. And I do try to save the water in our water tank oh, in the yeah. trailer. You save it for when you guys have to... Take a number two, right? You want a double Thank flush. You, you oh. want a courtesy flush. Absolutely. You're in like a small area. You don't want to be. Yeah. So your manners need yeah. to be like on par right. in the trailer. You got to ration that water. Absolutely. Um, and I'm sitting here before you in my pajamas yeah. uh, with a greasy ass <laughs> face and a sunburn. And you still look beautiful. Oh, thanks. As you do. Oh, thank you. Um, before we get started, there were a couple things that we wanted to talk about. First off, I was literally sitting in my living room uh, just like. A couple hours ago. Yeah, a couple hours ago. <laughs> half watching Watch What Happens Live, mm-hmm. the most recent episode where um, Dolores Catania and Jennifer Aiden from Jersey were guests. And I was sitting there with Stevie, like half watching it, eating mm-hmm. like a late lunch. And all of a sudden, you know, when he reads the cue cards. Right, people, the questions. Yeah, from, people submit yeah, questions online. on Twitter. And they're like, so-and-so, Jennifer, so-and-so has a question for you. And all of a sudden, he's looking at his cue card and he's like, uh, Jennifer, uh, murderish pod asks, and I was like, wait, <laughs> what did he just say? And then I remembered a few days ago, he had, you know, gone on Twitter and said, Hey, if you guys have any questions for Dolores or Jennifer, they're going to be mm-hmm. on the show tonight. And I submitted a question. Of course, my question was for Jennifer. Of course. Yeah. And I basically, I hit her up. The question was something like this, like murderish pod asks Jennifer, um, why did you call Marge a slut or slutty on Twitter? Um, because she slept with her boss or she felt pressure to sleep with her boss. Mm-hmm. And then when she gives it back to you, like gives you a taste of your own medicine, you can't handle it or something mm-hmm. like That's that. Right. Like, yeah, you know, and what's so funny is if you watch the episode before Jennifer, before Andy gets done even asking my oh. question, she, she wants, she rolls her eyes, she, like, looks to the side, yeah. yeah, looks to the side like she is so disgusted right. with the question that right. is coming out of his mouth, which, by the way, <laughs> that, that's the reaction I wanted. I okay. <laughs> and she, like, in, uh, her, You're like, her bingo. Answer, yeah. Bingo. Gotcha, bitch. No. <laughs> it's like my moment. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, her answer was bullshit to me though. Oh, totally. She's like, you know, that, you know, first off she goes, my, you know, calling her a slut wasn't in reference to, uh, her sleeping with her boss. It's for all the other guys she says she slept with. And it's like, but does it really matter? Right. You still use right. the term we're not using anymore. Right. Like we're just not doing that. Right. If a woman wants to do a hundred men, like by the time she's 30, like let her do it. Right. It really is just a feeling some women want. Right. More than others or, 
Let it be. Who cares? Right. So we're not slut shaming. It's not what we're doing. Right. Um, and she says, you know, and you know, if you want to call me sloppy, you're going to get called slutty. And I'm sorry, those two terms do not are yeah, not equal. correlate. No. They do not correlate no. at all. So, um, but I just, I was like, oh my god, the look on her face was so disgusted. Yeah. With my question, I know, but I love it because it's like, how many questions actually get submitted, and that one was chosen? Because yeah. even like, we'll see, like with the when I was really paying attention to the reunion questions. Um, for Atlanta, which we're going to discuss later, but, um, they're really good questions. And yes. it's like, you can tell it's like, it's very, it's like crowdsourcing from the viewers to get like, you know, these really amazing questions that even like producers might not, not even think about, you know, which is just, it makes their jobs. So it makes right. Andy's job so much easier. The producer's job so much easier because they just, like you said, they think of questions that maybe they hadn't thought of yeah. and from the viewer's perspective, you know? Right. So it's, I love when he starts asking viewer questions and they're so shady. Like he, he Andy just has a way of <laughs> yeah, I know. bringing it's the drama right yeah. because he is just so shady, I know. you I know, which so. we love, which right? Makes it- Perfect. Yeah. Um, okay, Jesse. <laughs> now I want to talk about some. <laughs> what? First off, uh, TikTok is our love language. We've already right. established <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. So speaking of TikTok, uh-huh. uh, you and I mm-hmm. saw the most iconic, and by iconic I mean uh, TikTok fail. Right. Of our lifetimes. We saw yes. a TikTok video that was filmed by all the ladies who are currently filming in Turks and Caicos right. for the Real Housewives All-Stars. Right. Jesse, can you please walk us through with this <laughs> oh fucking mess of a TikTok Okay, let was. me get to it. And I almost have to... I, first of all, this, this freaking TikTok has gone viral yes. in a way. But I realize like there's... You can, I've watched it so many times because every time I watch it, I find something different. You get a new treat. It's so layered yes. with, I don't know what. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let me set it up. So I think it's, it's on Melissa Gorga's TikTok yes. account and they're doing like a song and, um, should I try to play the audio? Yeah. Play Let's the audio. Play so it, and if it sounds looking, like shit, we'll just. Who cares? No, who cares? Okay. We're not trying to get the best audio quality here, it but it's that really popular TikTok song. Yeah, I don't know if it's called. The, yeah. The, Wiggle lucky till you make your ass fall off. Yeah. Speed up. Gas pedal. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So, and they are, they're all lined up like a dance troupe, yeah. one behind the next. So Melissa's in front and then they're supposed to, at a certain point, layer themselves away oh, in a dance. Honey. And by the time it gets God. to the end of this dance line, it's a fucking, it's, it's a, a freaking mess. Yeah, a show. And Let's- Ramona stole the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not in a good way. So I took a screenshot of like the TikTok <laughs> comments and I'm going to read them, but hold on. Yes. Let's just quickly, let's play so you song. can at least hear it. Yeah. Hold on, let me do it again. Let's do it again. Hold on. Let's do it this way. Grab the wall. Okay, now they're all layering, peeling away from each other. And Kenya comes in at the end with a banging body. Oh, dude, Kenya is snatched. Oh, she lost all her her quarantine weight. Like, oh oh my God, she looks amazing. Okay, but these are the (laughs) comments. Tell me the comments. So... Basically, like, Melissa does okay, and I forget who's behind. Like, they just kind of, like, as they peel away, it's just, like, it's horrible. Yeah. And then um, Kyle goes into doing, like, cartwheels Car in the background. Course, that's her specialty. Ramona is, could not get more geriatric in the way she looked, 
her like kind of like she's doing the hula, like a like a, yeah. a, a certain version of like a luau, like yeah. a, a hula dance. Yeah, it is not good. <laughs> okay, so like one of the most liked comments was like all in caps with a bunch of like like dead, like a skeleton, you know, I'm dead is yeah. so funny. It just said, someone said Ramona should have held the phone. I'm screaming because people kept saying, you guys should have had, who held the phone? Like a producer, yeah. a cameraman. Ramona obviously should have held the phone. She had no business. Honey, she was like so out of place in this thing. Poor Ramona. I know they had to do this several times because of her. And this is her best take. Like this is the one that, that Melissa decided to, yeah, to oh like post or whatever. Um, and then someone said, who told Ramona, Ramona they were going to do Thriller? Because it looked like <laughs> Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> like the Walking Dead. Uh, but then it says, Kenya for the save. Ramona is Elaine from Seinfeld. Totally. Yes. Um, then it says, of course, Kyle does a cartwheel split coming in three, two, you know, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. What else? It says, everyone's talking about Ramona, but Cynthia and Teresa were equally awkward. Maybe this one should have stayed in draft. Oh, a hundred percent. No, but Melissa will never because Melissa looked up. She's decent. Yes. So as long as she looks good, she's going to post it. Oh yeah. As long as she looks good, she's like, screw the rest of them. Oh yeah. Cynthia. I remember Cynthia and Teresa being so They don't know what they're doing either. And they've got so much like, Teresa's got her basketball net skirt uh, wrap around on. Yeah. yeah, the whole time. Yeah, it, it was too good. And then one of the last one I'll read, it says they needed uh, to use Gia's song, Wake Up in the Morning. <laughs> Wake Up in the Morning. Like, so they can regret making and posting this Dude, thing. <laughs> no, I think, like, you know that other viral TikTok song that's like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. That is the song yeah. that needs to play. <laughs> As they like peel, they like go through their dance line. It's like so. Funny. Oh my god, you guys! Literally, if you don't have TikTok, just download the it. app. Go get it. It well, is the funniest thing in the world. Endless hours of entertainment. I know I'm probably being spied on by China or whatever. Oh, I don't hundred percent seriously care because it's worth it. It literally makes me cry. Like I laugh so hard. That's so the price you pay. Go ahead. Otherwise, Watch me how do would... nothing with my life. Yes. <laughs> go ahead. That's right. Go ahead. I dare you. Yeah. So that was amazing. And I love it was a treasure. Yeah. And we are seeing all these pictures posted on various Instagram Mm -hmm. accounts of like little tidbits of the, of the women on a yacht. And at one point it looks like they're pretty drunk and Kyle is like sprawled out and laying on top of two of the ladies. And they're just, I think this is going to be good. It makes, yeah. A great watch. I just heard like there's something that like Ramona somebody's left the island. Yeah. Did you hear that? Oh, no. Yeah. So oh there was like some gosh. big fight between, I think, Ramona and Kenya. Of course it's Ramona. Right. Of course. Uh, of course. Uh, anybody could have predicted that oh, yeah. all these bitches going to have a problem mm-hmm. with Ramona. Totally. So, Ramona's going to be the common denominator. Right. I know. Always. And her only like that Luann's like her, you know, only like basically, you know, person that's like she's got in her pocket. Yes. It's like no match for the rest of these Ramona, girls. you going down, Oh, girl. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. So I just can't wait to see like, yes, um, drama between Kenya and Ramona. Mm-hmm would be really interesting to watch. I mean, all these ladies have the ability to get pretty damn feisty. Oh, yeah. For the most part. Yes. So more to come on that. Jesse and I are watching very closely. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, so before we get started, we are going to talk about the Atlanta part one reunion. Mm-hmm. There's some good tidbits in there. We're going to talk about Jersey, the most recent episode, Teresa in love. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get there, I promised last episode that I would tell a couple of stories about two kind of what I perceive to be major 
I guess they would be in the category of category of sexual harassment you right. know, stories in the, workplace. in the workplace. You know, I worked in corporate for about 18 years. I did commercial real estate financing. I always worked at banks. You know, I was in the lending side right. and it is a man's world. I was going to say it's a very male driven, male driven profession. Yeah. Banking. When you walk into a lobby, the branch manager, the tellers, mm-hmm. the new accounts, people largely are or women. Female. Female, right. but when you go behind the doors and you go to the lending departments, mm-hmm. that is male driven. Totally. And also all the way up to the top, it's right. all men. It's mm-hmm. all, all the senior executives at banks for the most part are men, the board of directors, men, mm-hmm. you know, CEOs, men. Mm-hmm. Um, my bosses were almost always men on the lending mm-hmm. side. So, um, the first story, so I was working at a bank in, I wonder if I should say, yeah, I'm just going to say I was working at a bank in Redlands. Mm-hmm. And, um, at that time I was in lending, but I worked inside the branch. So I sat at a desk on what we called the platform in the branch across from the teller line. And there was a prominent, very prominent business owner in Redlands. Everybody knows him. His last name was very recognizable and he was one of the major customers, clients of the bank. He, you know, had money on deposit and yada, yada, his full banking relationship. And he was somebody who liked to come into the branch to do his banking. And, you know, you, so you'd see him a few times a week. Hey, how's it going? You know, we all say hi to him or whatever. One day, now, as far as the year goes, so I was still living in Redlands. So it was probably between the year of 2000. Nine to 2010, because mm-hmm. I think I moved in. Like you were still working at that bank then? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Remember I worked there for like a minute yeah. as a oh teller? My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I completely Between see. my That's a college that... career. Oh. Yeah. Well, no, no. Different bank. Oh. In Redlands. Oh, okay. You and I worked at this, at, yes. not in the same location, but we okay. worked for the same bank. No, That's different right. bank, okay. but I think okay. you know what yes, I'm talking I, about. Yes, I do. So, um, I was newly separated, I think, mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, anyway, I was, I'll never forget what I was wearing because it's a big part of the story. So I was sitting at my desk. I, that particular day, I was wearing this um, navy blue and white uh, dress that had a, like a, a cloth belt around it mm-hmm. that cinched at the waist. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that was the same, like, I'm just trying to describe. I don't yeah, know why. No, that's good. Okay. That was the same material and color scheme as the dress. Okay. So it was mm-hmm. like a quarter sleeve dress, mm-hmm. whatever. It wasn't a tight dress, but it definitely shows your figure. Like right. it, it was, I always felt really cute wearing this dress mm-hmm. and I was wearing bright red heels, mm-hmm. just like, um, stilettos, red yeah. stilettos. Right. And, um, sitting at my desk, uh, that particular customer who everybody knows in Redlands, he came in. And at the same time, he was sitting at one of my colleagues' desks doing his banking. And I had to walk past him to go use the copier. Walked past him. He started looking me up and down the second that I got up. Like the kind of... Go ahead. Yes. But I was going to ask, Does did you already have like a relationship with him? Like was this kind of like an odd... Like he, you've already, you always said hi to him. He knew me very well okay. and I knew him very well because he was just, everybody in the bank knew this guy and he always said hi to everybody. Right, right. We said hi to him. So he knew, he never specifically did, I didn't manage his accounts, okay. but you know, you would see me every time he came in. And he never and I would acted see him. like this before? Oh, never. Okay. Never. This was out of the blue. Okay. Although I always knew he had it in him to be creepy. Mm-hmm. 
but it was never directed at me. And I never specifically saw him be creepy with someone, but I just, it's the, it was the vibe. The vibe yeah. yeah. So I got up, I started walking toward where he was sitting because the copier was just past where he was sitting. And it was just the whole like undressing with the eyes. So I was immediately like, ugh, God, God, this fucking guy. So I just ignored it, professional, blah, blah, blah. I think I I walked by and I said, hi, you know, whatever, because you can't really not say hi walking by. And um, so I acknowledged him in some way. I started using the copier. He turns around, gets another look at me, and he's like, oh, my gosh. Oh. And he starts making these noises, Jesse. It grosses me out. It gets worse. So he's like, oh, my God. Jamie, Jamie, he says, that dress, those shoes, you are killing me. And I'm like, <gasps> like, I get me out of here. Get me out of here. Like, I just literally wanted to punch him in the neck. Right. Like, fuck you for making me feel right. this uncomfortable. Right. Screw- don't say anything. Right. You didn't have to say any. He, you don't have to make any comments on my no, appearance at all. He had already crossed the line, but I was just like trying to be professional. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Walked past him. Couldn't wait to get back to my desk. Sit down. Okay. He finishes up his banking. He leaves. And about 60 seconds later, after he leaves, my desk phone rings, my direct line. And um, I just thought it was a customer calling. So I pick it up. You know, this is Jamie. You know, thanks for calling, blah, blah, blah. And it's him. And Jesse, the first thing I hear is fucking heavy breathing. No words. Shut. No words. How do you know it's him? So – Okay. He reveals himself, but oh, at first, because it's not like you don't. It's not like a caller. I. It's not not no. a phone that would show his number, right? No, and maybe it was. Maybe or, it was. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't know I, his number, you know? Right. so I don't. Right. You know, it didn't say his name. That's for right. sure. If I would have known it was him calling, I wouldn't have answered just based on the interaction. Right. Oh, totally. But I just answered it. Yeah. Heavy breathing for a couple of seconds, and I'm just I'm about to hang up, and he's like, <sighs> he's like Jamie, he's like this is, and he says his name, and I'm like. And I literally like, I, my gut just like, I was like, oh God, not this guy. And I just kind of was like, "Uh uh-huh. I didn't even want to say hi. I was just so grossed out and he, and he's still heavy breathing. Mm -hmm. And he says, I just want you to, I'm not going to do the heavy breathing because it's so freaking, it will gross you guys out. But he's he's panting in the background. Thank you. And he says, those shoes you were wearing, you have no idea what you did to me. You have no idea what you're doing to me right now. And I... I mean, I just was so disgusted. Like in that moment, he's having a moment. Right. And calling me and I'm there. It was the most disgusting thing ever. And I don't remember what I said to him, but I got off the phone as quick as I could. Uh Uh-huh. Didn't say a word. I was like, have a nice day. Yeah. Thank you for calling. No. So-and-so (laughs) baker. No. So there's a guy that you and I went to high school with who actually worked at the bank. Okay. And he was also on the lending side. Okay. He's, he had heard the comment made while oh, the guy, right. the customer the was copier. still there. Mm-hmm. And he was just, he, he threw me a look like, what the fuck is yeah, this guy? And I'm right. like, yeah, yeah, exactly. What a pig. Then he sees me answer the phone and he sees, I must have turned white or like the look. And when I hung up, I had to take a minute to be like, he comes walking over the guy that you and I went to high school with. I'll tell you his name after we, okay. and uh, he's just like, Jamie, that was him, wasn't it? And I said, uh, yeah, it was. Did you just lose your Medicaid coverage? Blue Cross Blue Shield of South Carolina may have a marketplace plan for you. Some of our plans offer premiums as low as $0 per month. Get started today at GetSCPlans.com. That's GetSCPlans.com. 
I was not planning on saying anything a word, to anybody, right? but he was on it. And he just, he asked me, he said, what happened? I told him everything. Mm-hmm. And he marched right into our manager's office and said, I need to talk to you right now. And he reported it mm-hmm. and just said, Good for him. he did. I was so appreciative because to be honest with you, I never would have said anything. Yeah. Or you, or maybe like in that moment, you're just thinking like, how can I undo this or how can it go away? And I just want the it, fact that this is like, what's so horrible about what he did is that he's like, he left that in your lap. Yes. Like, and they don't, they don't actually care. Like they no. don't even care what you're doing with it. No. And he forced me to be a part of his moment. Right. Like, I just, right. he took the step for, he could have just left the bank after he was so disgusting and go do while whatever, he was yeah, there right. and do whatever you want to do. And he fucking called my direct line mm-hmm. to force me yeah. to, because, you know, I think he got off on that. Like it's oh, just totally. disgusting. Yeah. yeah. So 100%. our, you know, my friend, he went in and reported it and here's the, here's the long, you know, reader, mm-hmm. here's the short version, yeah. the reader's digest version. <laughs> yeah. After it got reported, then my manager called me in and asked me what happened. I confirmed mm-hmm. this is what happened. And honestly, like this is the biggest part. This is the thing. I did not want to see this guy ever again. I should not have to, this guy should not be allowed to do his banking there anymore if I'm there. And I hate to sound so, at the time, maybe, no, I did feel that way at the time. It's like, I know there are worse things that could happen, but that's not fair to me to allow this guy to keep coming in the bank almost daily and making me feel uncomfortable every single time when I didn't ask for that bullshit. And you know what I mean? So- it got reported and my boss was like, well, what do you want to have happen? I said, to be honest with you, I said, I know he's a, a big customer and I, I'm not trying to be too dramatic. All I can tell you is I don't want to, I don't want to see him anymore. It makes me very uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want to have to fake it to be professional. I don't want him to talk to me. I don't want him to look at me. I want it to go away. Right. Well, basically uh, the manager had a, a talk with him, uh, a slap on the wrist. Guess what? He still came in the bank every day after that. And I was... So what was the, what was the interaction? Did he even... Nope. He never acknowledged it. And it was just kind of like he would acknowledge me from a distance. Uh-huh. And we kept our we kept our distance. Like he wow. never tried to interact with me again. I think he was embarrassed. Yeah. Which he should be even more than that. But it just... It but sucks. how... But, but see what a like... I don't know if it's like a narcissistic, probably what... To be honest, like... Back in like Margaret's days and those things where it, it was like, it would have been put on you. Yeah. You shouldn't have worn that. You were asking for yeah. it. You were whatever. And at least you're in a time where that coworker was like, noticed it, wrong. reported it. And okay. Yeah. They addressed it. Um, but the fact that he still had like the balls to come in there every day and yeah. still do his banking. And they let him. Yeah. You know, they could have told him like, you've made our employee so uncomfortable. Right. We're going to have to ask you to do your banking at another branch. Mm-hmm. But I guess what? They'll never do that because he made too much money for them. Right. And it would be inconvenient for him to go to another branch and he would just pull his money out and go bank somewhere else who would love to have his business. But so they weren't willing to make me feel comfortable and lose him as a customer. Right. So they just said, screw it. We're not going to give Jamie what she wants. Right. All Jamie, all I wanted was to, I don't want to have to just, be yes. around and him there were, uh, the And that's that, that, fair. That's, that I think. There was options for him. There for were options. To not do that. Yeah. So that in a way it's like, I don't know. I'm wondering like, even if now, like that's, you know, how many, that's like a, over a decade, a little over a decade ago right. that it happened. <clears throat> but I would hope that it would, 
be handled differently. I do too. But yeah. And again, there are worse things that are, that have happened to women a hundred percent. Like this is just, it was very uncomfortable and it shouldn't have happened. And, and I know that things could have all, always been worse. I'm just saying, all I can say is I, how I felt. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see him again. It no. is so gross. And so I don't, I shouldn't have to feel that way in the workplace. No woman should, but of no. course, so that's how they handled that. And I was really disappointed and yeah. it just was what it was. And I just sucked it up and I continued working there until mm-hmm. I got a transfer because I'd met Steve and we got mm-hmm. engaged right. and I moved to LA. So that was that one. This next one's kind of like, I don't know, up kind of more interesting, I think. So, um, I was working at another bank in La Cañada Flint Ridge, which is a, Kind of a really posh area yeah. in LA County. No, it's nice. You know, very um it's like old money. Old money. Um, yes. So uh the there was a board of directors for this particular bank, and the executive of the board of directors, so he's the top guy mm-hmm. um who controls so many decisions, you know, uh for the bank, uh and, um was a very well known business owner wealthy man, um, and also, you know, the executive of the board of directors for the bank that I worked for. When I was working at La, the La Cañada Flint Ridge branch, I was kind of on my way, way up. They were wanting to like promote me. And I had gone to lunch recently with this executive of the board of directors, which was kind of special because, um, he just, he doesn't make time all the time to go to lunch with people. So it was kind of like right. I, could, I could feel the momentum in my career and I was getting to know him and it was mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, and then somehow I got connected with, as I was working at that branch, uh, the executive of the board of directors lives in La Cañada, Flint Ridge. So he knows everybody in town and everybody knows him. He introduced me to one of the top customers at that particular branch. Cause I was new to the branch. So I didn't know all of its customers mm-hmm. yet. And he introduced me to this guy. This guy was his best friend. Oh. So these two are two very successful business mm-hmm. owners in La Cañada Flint Ridge. They're in all the social circles, wealthy dudes. Um, and the one guy was a really, uh, top customer of the La Cañada branch. So, and he, the friend worked at the, it was on the board. He was on the board. Okay. He was the Exec, uh, executive of the board of Got directors, it. like the top guy on the board of directors. Mm-hmm. So he introduces me to this guy and says, you got, you know, you should probably take him to lunch, Jamie, get to know him. He's going to be one of your customers. You're inheriting him by managing this branch now or, you know, whatever I was doing at the time. And he's like, um, you know, so, so I went to lunch with the guy and he was fine. He was just very like professional, very just, I, you know, a very, um, conservative, guy, married, older than me, silver hair. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows him in town. He's very, very active in his church. Of course. <laughs> I mean, this Gosh, is going to, yeah. yeah, of course. See where this is going. Yeah, exactly. So we go to lunch. I thought it was super professional. Like everything went well. Hi, my name's Jamie. You know, great to meet you. You know, now you're going to be one of my customers. Let me know what I can do to help you in your business. Mm-hmm. Great. Shake hands, leave. Then the next day, I'm driving to work and I commuted to work. I didn't live in La Cañada, Flint Ridge. And there was always traffic in this one particular area. And I'm sorry to admit this, but it, whenever it stopped traffic, I would always check my work phone right. and start catching up on work emails. I had two phones at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking through my emails for work just to get a head start. And all of a sudden I looked down and you know, when somebody sends an email, you can see the first couple of sentences right. until you open it up and you can see the whole email. I looked down. 
And it's an email from that customer mm-hmm. I just had lunch, lunch with. with. And I was like, oh, he's probably, oh, I, after the lunch, as I always did to be professional, I would write an email saying, oh, great to you. meet you today. Yeah. Pleasure meeting you. Um, thanks for taking the time. Really work, looking forward to working with you and helping you grow your business, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, oh, he's responding to my email. No big deal. So I look at it, but the first couple of lines as I'm stopped in traffic says something like, Jamie, I am so incredibly sorry for my behavior. And I'm like, what? What is going? I I was just, this doesn't compute. Why is the first line of the email? That is the first line of his email to me. And I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, what do you, we just had lunch yesterday. It was super professional. What is, I don't get it. Open the email and (laughs) basically he apologized because apparently when I emailed him that day to say, thank you for coming to lunch with me. Nice to meet you. He took my email, forwarded it to his best friend, the guy who's the executive of the board of directors for the bank I worked for and said, really nice to meet Jamie today. Something like this. Really uh-huh. nice to meet Jamie today. Uh, if she gives me a hand job, maybe I'll bring the rest of my money over with two of the emojis of the monkey covering its Ears or eyes, yeah. eyes. I yeah. think uh-huh. like two of those emojis. Right. So he was apologizing because he thought that he accidentally copied me or or, or replied or something. something. Like he thought that when he sent that email to his friend, <sighs> he thought that I was included on the email, and he was so embarrassed I wasn't supposed to see it. But Wait, guess so what? How, yeah. So what? Who did he send it, or what did he? Guess what? What? As I looked through and investigated, that motherfucker never included me on the email to his friend talking about a hand job. He thought he did. The what? only reason I knew because no, he saw was like, it, yeah, he was apologizing. In his apology to me is when the email chain was oh, opened, opened up, up <laughs> and I saw as I scrolled the actual email that he sent to his was buddy there. was there. So if he had never apologized to me, I it would never, never have happened. Would I mean, have seen right, it. Right. It was, I was like, oh, but so again, I find myself in a situation where it's a customer, not a, not a right. work associate, right. just being a total douche, you okay, know? Well, now my question is to you is, did your coworker respond? Like, did, could you see a response from him So in that email? Uh, yes. I think that my, and it, you, to call him my coworker is kind of misleading because mm-hmm. he was like the boss of all, like he wasn't, we didn't, we weren't really coworkers, but he was on mm-hmm. the board of directors. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he did respond to his friend and I can't remember what he said, but the fact that he responded and didn't shut it down was also highly inappropriate. Right. So that's what I want to know. He did not like, shut did it down. Did he say like, LOL? Or did he yes, say, hey, something... that's really inappropriate? No, no it was so somewhere in the that. middle of that. Okay. And, I, and I, to be honest with you, I think I still have the email because my instincts told me, Jamie, forward this to your personal email so you just have yes. it. Just in yes. case right. this turns into a big deal because right. this guy is very well known. Right. He's going to be right. shitting his pants that I'm going to go say something. Right. And he would be shitting his pants if the community found out his wife, his church, the charities that he supports, his business, mm-hmm. like he, it just would, you know, his world would probably come right. crumbling down in his right. mind. Right. So he was shitting bricks. Okay? okay. Like shitting bricks. But I think that the response he got from his friend 
was somewhere in the middle. Whereas, okay. of course, as the executive of the board of directors, dude should have shut it down just right. to not get himself in trouble. So this would happen. So I go to I go into the office. I think I confided in one of my female coworkers and said, "I need to talk to somebody about this. I don't know what to do." And you didn't respond yet to this email. Did not, I never responded okay. to the email? Right. Never. I was okay. like left, leaving that Let, shit on red. Yes, because that there is no response. Right. What to you, that. Yes. Exactly. So, um, I confided in my female coworker and just told her like, what the F do I do? Because the thing is, it wasn't just that I was entangled now in this weird situation with a customer. That's one thing. And I could find my way out of that. He's a customer. He's not on the board of directors, basically like my boss, you know, he's just, I could figure that out, but it's the executive of the board of directors that I, who's, who's trying to groom me for like taking over that branch mm-hmm. one day and mm-hmm. trying to introduce me to all of his the big high, clients. Yeah, big right. clients. And, and, and he's the executive of the board of directors for a publicly traded bank. Like wow. it's, it's a big deal. Right. And it's his best friend. And now he's involved in it because his friends emailing him something so inappropriate. So I forgot all the details, but basically word got up. Well, because you can write it in your, well, you can write it in your, yeah, coworker. Yes. yes. And I can't remember if she told or if I confided in one more person that I worked with. And he, I think I confided in one more person who shared, who was an office in the office right next to me. And he told our boss. Okay. And then our boss was like, well, I have to run this up the well, food chain. I mean, do you like, have like an HR department? Oh, or yeah. Something? Yeah. So Absolutely. that's where that goes. That's where right. that goes. Right. Yeah. So that's really what happened. So right. then a formal, report, you know, is reported to HR, but obviously the president of the bank also has to be informed of it. The executive of the board of directors is already informed of it because he's kind of involved. Right. And this makes him look bad too because this is his best yes. friend. So emailing him. So clearly those two are very comfortable talking about women this way. Right. You oh, know, yeah. so it may, you know, right. So anyway, long story but short, dumbasses for putting it on like what email. I say, paper. Yeah. Bro. If there's a paper trail now that's connected to you, if it's on the golf course and you guys are about to put a ball Jessie, into par, my par three, go ahead. I mean, not go ahead and say, but but yeah, you know I mean, do what you're going to do. Who Talk knows what you're going to say, but like you're a misogynistic, whatever you for, are. Yes. Sending it to, it's just like, you're an the, idiot. Yeah. And that is what I told my idiot. friend. I was like, bro, it, well, the next time you're on the basketball court together mm-hmm. shooting hoops, mm-hmm. go talk dirty about whatever women right. you want. Say right. however dudes right. talk right. on the basketball right. court or, or the golf course. But you're an idiot for sending the email. Like you are an idiot. And you're a double idiot because I never was on it. I know. You put how me on you, it. How are you even making this much money to Bro, be like yeah. a <laughs> one of the main like customers of this bank? Like it's what the baffling. fuck? Yeah. It is baffling. Yeah. So how old? But he's old, right? He, he was not old. He just, he had silver hair. He's kind of like, he looks kind of like Anderson Cooper. I'm just and wondering because I feel was, like there are some men that might not be like technologically savvy. I think you know, so. they, they oh, really yeah. don't understand. He falls into that age bracket. Yeah. Like he was, you know, at the time I was probably, let's just say 35, 36. Mm-hmm. He was probably in his late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. Not so that, old. no, yeah, but that doesn't matter. That still but, puts him in that generation like where, there was a lot of time before like the first Mac computer ever came out or whatever. Like, you know, we only grew up with technology, like right. print for the most part. We know it without technology, but we really 
had all of it. Yes. But that's what I'm just, my mind's blown. Okay. So what happened? So what happened basically was it got reported. I got called in ever, you know, had to be interviewed by HR. I got a personal phone call on my cell phone from the CEO of the bank. Okay. Um, I won't say his name, but, um, saying what basically he was on vacation in Hawaii with his family at the time, but it was such a big deal to him. They all have to cover their ass is Uh, what's happening. He calls me and he just says, I'm on vacation with my family. I wanted to take a moment. First, I need to ask you if you're okay. Like he's just doing all the right things. I know HR coached him. Right. And he called me. And that's Mm -hmm. just how these things work, right? right? But he was very kind. And and he and I always had a good relationship. And I just was like, I'm okay. Yeah. it's. I basically told him like, look, I'm not going to over dramatize this. Mm-hmm. I think he's disgusting. I think I was nothing but fucking professional with him. Right. And I, all I did was show up to a lunch. I don't wear suggestive, suggestive clothing. And even if I did fuck him, yeah. but like, I'm a professional. I was emailed him to be professional. And that dude turned around and sent some dumbass email to his friend. I just said, look, now I have to work at this branch and he's one of the top customers. I don't want to see him. It was the again, same situation again. over again. Jeez, and that's all I said. Why I go, do you have to be so hot? Uh, <laughs> It's your fault, you know. No, the real question is why do men have to be such <laughs> yeah, fucking pigs? I know. Seriously. No, I mean, it's just like, it's stupid. So I just, down. exactly. Seriously. So I just so told bad. him, I said, I just prefer not to see him again. I know he's a big customer, but whatever you can do to make me comfortable, like I'm just, I, that's it. But he wanted, so then, um, then I got a call, another direct call on my cell phone from the executive of the board of directors apologizing. Okay. This is not this a, is the friend. This is the friend who okay. received the email about right. the hand job. I'm so sorry. Inappropriate. Da, 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 da. Just saying all right. the right things, right. you know, and right. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And then, um, but th- what they didn't know was at that very time, even when I went to lunch with this guy and shook hands with him, I was already blowing out of there. I didn't like that bank. Oh. It was the worst bank I ever worked for, for many reasons. And I had already moved on. I'd gotten an offer mm-hmm. to work at another it bank. The Beverly Hills one. Yes. Yeah. The Beverly Hills office. Mm-hmm. And that was like my favorite. Yeah. My, the, the team that I worked for. So I was already ready to blow out of there. Mm-hmm. So the funny thing is, Right after this all went down and then they called me to apologize, the CEO, executive mm-hmm. of the board of directors, then they get word, like literally a week later, Jamie's leaving the bank. And they're like, oh, fuck, Shit. she's leaving because of this and she's going to fucking sue us. Right. Like she's going to, oh, yeah. you know, I know. Like we have a were- really good severance package. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm listening. In my mind, I'm Do literally- you like Mercedes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <all> Googling Mercedes <laughs> Benz. <laughs> Uh, Turks and Caicos vacation, (laughs) Gucci bag. Right. Um, and so then I get another call from the CEO just going, okay, Jamie, you know, I heard you're leaving. Does this have anything to do with what happened with the inappropriate email? And I told him, I said, in all honesty, I said, in all honesty, I already had one foot. I was already looking, entertaining an offer. I had not accepted. And I was leaning toward accepting it. Um, but this pushed me is out. the icing on the cake for sure. I don't want to be here anymore. Right. Oh, no. And I'm sure that he was just like shaking in his boots, like fuck. And what happened was I never did anything. I just, right. I'm not, I don't even know if I would have a case. It's just, I didn't have to deal with the problem anymore because I was leaving. Right. So there is no problem for anymore. Right. The guy's a douchebag. They had, you know, mm-hmm. um, but they weren't going to kick him out of the bank and they didn't. Of course. They spoke to him just like they did the other customer. Yeah. And basically told me, hey, we've we've talked to him. He's promised he'll keep his distance, but he was still a customer of the bank. So 
Sorry that those stories took so long, but fuck dudes, man. No, I honestly, like a lot of them. And I just, there's just so, I don't know. I mean, not to be like a total, I'm not like a man hater, but like, there's just so many people that are men specifically. There's unevolved, like, you know what I mean? Like where they're just like Neanderthals at the end of the day. And all they want to do is like blow a load. Yes. However, which way they do it. And they'll fuck up their whole life to do it. To do that. Like, really? I know. It makes no sense. Their brain literally stops working and like right. their dick just like takes over. No. Just- the universe knew to evolve us to like have kids. Women can't, men can't fucking no. deal with shit. No. They really can't. <laughs> I love Seriously. my husband. Like I love men. It's like, no, I don't even want to oh, say that. Yeah, I love like, men. Like I, I've like, you seen know- so much of like where you've like really ruined your whole life, your yeah. family, your whatever, because you had to get your dick wet. Like yeah. what the hell? Like I just don't. It seems so like, come on. It's maddening. It is. And it's just so gross. And I I honestly wished that I could say what I really wanted to say to those dudes because I would have no problem. Oh, let, first off, yes, bro, I know. First off, you're, you are doing your, you are, uh, really hyping yourself up to think that I would even touch right. your dick. Right. Bro. Like really? Like, yeah. You, no. No, thank you. It just, sorry to be so brash, but it's like, Right. No. Right. You know, I just no, wanted no. to say so many things, but I had to be professional, which was an, another part of like the sticky situation I was in. Right. I had to be professional right. and I couldn't really be like, what, Jamie on the street, you know? Well, you um, handled it well. Thank you. And it just still sucks that you had to go through it. Oh, Steve. Oh yeah. Cause he was, was in your life. Red. Oh, was he in but your life for both one. of them? Oh, second one. A hundred percent. He might've been for the first one, but very early on, I right. don't remember, but he was definitely for the second one. And he basically, I had to talk him out of calling the CEO of the bank. Wow. He wanted to call him and oh, let him wow. know. Yeah. Like he just wanted, I don't know what he right. wanted to say, Who knows what? but I just yeah. said, you cannot, you simply cannot do yeah. that. You like, just have to let me done with like through the system, like through yeah. HR, like through, that's how we have the, to handle it this. Is, yeah. It's yeah. better done that way. Absolutely. Then getting emotional about it yes. because then there's some things that could, you know, you oh, can't he would be inappropriate for sure. Yeah. He would start off fine. Right. But Steve would <laughs> right. definitely digress into, digress like, into yeah. his own Neanderthal. <laughs> like, oh my God. so pissed. Okay. Sorry that took so long, you guys. So that's I, really good though. And thank you for sharing because I'm sure this is a very common story many unfortunately. people have. Yeah. Like, and I mean, there's like, we, there's, um, a lot of things like where women will show like how they have to dress to go or like run outside. Yeah. Because you just can't, you, you have to dress like a guy you so do. you don't get like targeted or yeah. like attacked or catcalled or whatever. This, it's a whole episode. It could be, we could talk about this forever. Oh, I know. But I'm glad you shared your story because I know people are going to relate and identify and, or it might think like, wow, that really is not a good idea. Yeah. To be not a good that, idea. Yeah. Or should exactly. not be partaking in it. No. And speaking of you guys, if you're listening, go to our Facebook group or Instagram and like, I would love for people to share their stories. I know there are women and men who have their own stories. I was in corporate for 18 years. I was not the only one uh, who was being harassed. Trust me. I saw it like often, which sucks. But yeah, I would love to hear people's stories, but, um, all right, let's take a hard left. Er (laughs) Okay. Uh, On that note, (laughs) let's talk about Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you want to talk about Jersey first, right? Yeah, let's do Jersey. Okay. So I have some ancient notes on my phone. I Hopefully I can read them because I had to snap a picture of my written notes. Okay. So 
Jersey. It's episode 11. It's called Teresa in Love. And first, I'm just going to say spoiler alert. I am so fucking over Teresa in story. Love. I don't care. Because we already it's know. Not give a deal. We already know the ending. I mean, yes. there's too much about. But they're just hyping. Right. I know. Like, oh, have you heard? Right. Oh, it's a secret. Oh, now right. she's mad because you spilled the secret. It's like. You just yeah. found a boyfriend. Big deal. I know. But, you know, you think about, like, how these shows go. The producers have to, like, mar- uh, you know, kind of, like, have this line of demarcation of what those storylines are going to be. And they kind of go with right. it because they don't know how they're going to pan out. It panned out well. We knew well about it before this this really even aired. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, it's just kind of, that's why I wanted to get Jersey done first. Yeah. I just feel like, let's just get it done. And let's then get, it done. get to my Atlanta girls. Oh, I wanna- I, the reunion is fire oh my god they always go after oh, each yeah, other oh, it, oh my god okay Jersey. so good okay so the ladies are still at the turkish tea party at jennifer's gaudy house i mean jennifer's right. house <laughs> yeah <laughs> with the furniture pushed up against the wall thank you but Teresa has when the last one Teresa had left to go to the cemetery she was crying so when we Shaking. cut to this one everybody's still emotional trying to like you know trying to ease back into the party right. and why right. they're there and at one point, um, Jennifer brings up David, Dolores' boyfriend. And Dolores kind of spark. I thought this was interesting. Dolores barked back at Jennifer and says something like, you know what? I went through a lot with Frank. She says, yeah. David doesn't yell. He doesn't hit. And I, I, I know I that's like, baby <gasps> pause. Why did she say the word hit? hit? Now, obviously, that doesn't mean Frank hit her. Mm-hmm. She didn't say that. Right. But you can't help but go, why'd she say David doesn't yeah. hit me? Or is that know? what Italian men do? Or yeah, right. or that, that, is that like the package, like the starter pack of an asshole yeah. lover? You know, like, I don't know. I know. Yeah. Like, that made me pause too. I was like, oh God, uh, Frank, please. please. Frank is sitting there like, oh shit. Like, yeah, he just, he's like he the love quiet. of everybody's life know, on this season. I know. I know. And she even said something like, I know people love Frank, but it wasn't easy. You know, like, yes. it wasn't easy. I know. The, it comes up later in the episode, mm-hmm. which you and I will yes. talk about. And I'm 100% on Dolores aside oh, totally. for a lot of things. Right. Um, so she, that, that kind of got a little bit heated. And then, um, and then I'm just literally trying to read my own freaking chicken scratch. Oh, and then the moms are talking about not living with their husbands. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some, some non-traditional, uh, living arrangements yeah. like Dolores's mom doesn't live with her husband, but they're still married, but they're still married. Jackie's has mom. Same thing. Yeah. Does not live with her right. husband. And then it cuts to Jennifer's mom just basically saying she's not comfortable with that. She's, she's embarrassed. She's embarrassed. Right. If she, even though she and her husband are miserable, she would be embarrassed to not live with them because it's yes. And well, and what the, other people will think. Yeah. And Jennifer's kind of trying to bring her to be like, would you rather be embarrassed and miserable? Yes. Oh, no, sorry. Not embarrassed and miserable or be embarrassed and go like kind of maybe live your like free yourself of it. Yeah. You know? And I think Marge at one point says something like, well, would you rather to Jennifer's mom, would you rather your husband come home because he's in love or he's embarrassed? Because right. he's like forced to. Right. I mean, she says something yes. like that. And I mean, it makes perfect sense. Totally. But, you know, like my parents lived apart for years. Yes. Um, well, your mom was my, in Dubai. Yeah. Or she was in uh, Saudi Arabia for I'm years sorry, prior. Saudi Arabia, yeah, Saudi Arabia yes. then Qatar. But yeah, they, you know, they lived apart for, I want to say 10 years. Yeah. Around 10 years, like a decade. Right. They would see each other every couple of months. But my mom was like, this was fabulous. Absolutely. <laughs> my dad would rather have been with her, but I know. was a very independent woman. And she was just like, it was. She was doing something for her career. Yes. It was a very good career right. opportunity right. for your mom. Right. She snatched it up. Right. And I'm sure she probably does not regret it. Right. No. Um, but, but I remember that for time. a really long time. It's yeah. like, you know. I don't know. So I'm with the the wives who are, you know, 
living Go in separate. for it. Yeah. If that's what works. I mean, my parents don't live together. They've been divorced since I was 18 years old. But as you know, they're the best they're of family. friends. They're totally and they, family. Whenever, right. We have a family event at my house. They carpool together. Oh, yeah. My dad picks my mom up. My dad stayed at her house for four yeah. nights, slept on her couch when she had back surgery to right. take care of her. My mom and dad are very um, Frank and Dolores, not that right, close, right. like that's too close for comfort, but they're definitely very best friends. In the friends. same, like, in the vein. same vein. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I'm thinking like when my kids are out of the house, like, I don't know, we're going to like probably get, I'm going to get a house with a mother in law, make Oscar's ass. Oh, <laughs> sounds <laughs> great. Pay me rent, go sit in the back house. <laughs> <laughs> While me and Jamie uh, have the time of our lives. Right. Like that, you and I yeah. are going to do us. Like we're oh, going to be those totally. traveling best yes. friends. Oh Clink. my God. Yeah. Martinis. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Going to Europe. Oh, going yeah. here. Going there. Doing it up. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds good to me. But then, um, so, okay. So then it cuts to the dudes. They go golfing. Yeah. So you got Joe number one, Joe number two, Frank and Evan go golfing. And this is a very purposeful thing. I think this show, we don't see this in other shows with the husbands, but they know it's entertaining enough. It is. It, 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 it holds water. Like, yeah. it, you know, these, these, these segments do well. These and this was we, good. Every, we love seeing these four guys interact. Together. And yeah. Bill Bill Aiden was not there, but I like when he's in the mix too. Yeah, the definitely. five of them together definitely. is kind of TV gold. Oh, totally. So they go golfing, and uh, Joe number two and Frank Atania suck at golf. Right. Then of course they do the whole frat boy thing, and like somehow there's a bet where basically you uh, have to run around naked. Or Frank Catania, or one of them has to kiss, yes. literally kiss the other one on the ass. Yes. Which Frank Catania loses the bet. So he literally, Joe Gorga pulls down his shorts and Frank Catania, of course they get it on video, yeah, yeah. kisses his ass. His bare ass. And there's a quote that Frank said something like, uh, he says- I hope uh, you're bringing up the one I'm going to bring up. <laughs> well, for first- If you're as immature as me. Oh yeah. He says, uh, he says- why do you always want to see my dick? Frank says that. Yeah. And then uh, the what the one the comment he makes at the cocktail party. Yeah. I've eaten better ass than this. <laughs> yeah. And also there was like the about dingleberries. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wrote that. It was so faint, but my ear was like, huh? They're like, like oh, there's so a dingleberry there. Yeah. <laughs> when Joe Gorga pulled his shorts down, somebody said something about a dingle- dingleberry. <laughs> at least there's no dingleberry. <laughs> I did make that note. I can barely read it with my chicken scratch, but it's so, I was like, oh my God, this is so. You just called it a DB. Yeah. <laughs> make a note, DB, Dingleberry. Dingleberry. And both of us will know exactly what that is. Um, but yeah, at one point Frank says something like, well, why do you always, why, why do you always want to see my dick? Yeah. I know. <laughs> so Frank actually kisses Joe Gorga's ass cheek and, oh yeah, there it is. Um. Joe, who says the dingleberry though? Somebody does. Uh, whatever. Um, I think Joe number two, Barge's husband said, there's a dingleberry there. <laughs> so immature. I know. I love then it. Then they're eating lunch and, uh, Joe tells the guys, he and Melissa are doing good. Right. Uh, they went to dinner and she wore a red dress. She even wore red panties. Right. I'm all for, him, for like, him. Yeah. It's all for him. And he says like, guys, isn't that, don't those little things mean something? And I, all I was thinking about is like, Oh, like my, it's no, it's no. been years. I will not do that kind of stuff. Like I, I'm just not sorry. I can't. No, I know. And it's just, it's so like, God, everything's about him. She wore the red panties <laughs> and the red dress. Yeah. Like, oh my God. No, I like flashed to when I think I was like eight months pregnant, hormonal, like crying over everything. And I remember like getting in an argument about, I mean, poor, like I just 
attacking him for no reason about something and walking away. And I had see-through full bottom um, underwear, like mesh underwear from like Victoria's Secret or something, but it's totally (laughs) see-through. But like, or I think it was after I had a baby. And like, so you like leak, you have to wear a pad. Yeah. But the pad, I had a huge ass pad that was like off to the the side, but you can see it through the mesh. And I had like probably just a tank top on this mesh thing with a pad when I'm postpartum, I'm crying, yelling at him. Walking away and I have like a diaper sticking out of my Your underwear. Pad was off kilter. <laughs> I just like yeah, they're not. Well, those pads are so big they go up your ass, right? Oh, I mean, they go they, up yeah. your. So, so what I'm saying they go is, to your belly button. If like I belly turn belly around, yes. Yeah. If I turn around and you're looking at my ass, you can see the pad creeping up toward yeah. my backside, right. like toward my back. Yeah, but it was like off to the side. It was not my butt crack. It, it was just on one butt cheek. Of course it yeah. was. You were trying to have a moment with, with your husband, like, fuck it. well, fuck you yeah. too, Matt. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, I'm like, like, like eh? oh, Melissa Gorga wears red, whatever, and red panties for him. Like, oh my God, like, what a great wife. Right. <laughs> yeah. She really does take one for the team. Like, oh, Melissa totally. is, like, perfect for and I him. I say that sarcastically because nobody should have to do any of that. So agree with you. So agree with you. So then um, at the lunch table, they're still on the golf course. And Frank asks Joe Gorga about Tree's uh, love life or her boyfriend. And at first, Joe tries to stay quiet because, of course, everybody's trying to keep hush-hush about Tree's boyfriend. And at one point, he just comes out with it. And he says, well, I don't know if Joe Gorga says he loves him or she loves him as far as Teresa's boyfriend. But either way, basically admitting she has a boyfriend – um, and then all the guys are like, Oh, it's oh, going on. Right. They're totally gossiping. These I know. guys so gossip like girls. And then, um, I, my notes are so bad. Okay. okay. Well, are you still on the golf course? Cause it's yes. like, I don't think anything else really happens. No. And then trees, <clears throat> Teresa's realtor, Michelle. Oh, right. that's okay. Then it cuts to Teresa's party. Realtor showing Teresa a very modern, nice oh, house. That's right, that's right. She gets on the phone with Gia, FaceTimes her. Gia right. loves it. It's like a it's, house in the woods. Yeah, it's like of. almost two point two million dollars, yes, right. and it's obviously a huge upgrade from her current uh, scary mansion right. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, downsize, but a, a downsize, but an upgrade for sure. For sure. Yeah. And you could just see like uh, Michelle, the realtor, counting them Benjamins because she is just getting mm-hmm. like foaming at the mouth as Teresa's like, "And do you love it? Did I do it? Yeah, Did I do." <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. You know, this I is know. The talking, I know. You know? Uh, and then Teresa's like, well, I want to, you know, Let's I want to look more. at other houses. Right. So then all the ladies are getting ready for the cocktail party. Right. And a couple of the ladies, which uh, I think I've had this conversation before, so yeah. I could relate. Right. A couple of the ladies are like, you know, uh, you really should uh, watch your alcohol intake. Yeah. Uh, you've taken some shots that you shouldn't have taken. This is Jackie telling yeah. Evan. You right. Know, and then it cuts to one of the other ladies warning their husbands like, please yeah. don't drink too much <laughs> yeah. tonight. Yeah. And they all blame Joe Gorga. Yes. He's They're like, that it's guy. not my fault. Yeah. He's like, it's, he makes, he's a bad influence he's a bad on influence. me. Yeah. Which one hundred percent. That's my husband. Oh, oh is he? Uh, oh, Jesse, you haven't turned up with no, Steve. No, I haven't. Steve is that guy. Now oh. he is much more mild in the last couple of years, uh-huh. but he is very well known within our friend group. That you, if you're gonna like go out with us or come to our house, uh-huh. like if Steve's here, if he has anything to do with it, you're leaving drunk. But he doesn't himself get drunk totally. Oh, yeah, or he, he does. does. Oh. oh, Steve. Oh, yeah. Oh. Steve turns up. Now huh. Steve has he 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 hasn't been drinking as much in the last couple of years just because it's just yeah he's changing he doesn't need that type of right. head change right. anymore like right. when we're having right. you know a social 
um, gathering right. or whatever. But he definitely, uh, yeah, he he goes there. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that rap that I wrote for him Yo, over the weekend for that his birthday was so good. I wasn't like, thank you. First so off, I was like, man, you're like so. You're like Eminem. You're really oh good. Oh my god! <laughs> Kanye oh, our your friend Eddie, who we went to high school yeah. with, he DM'd me and he goes, "You're a mix between uh, what he called it, um, Kendrick Le- Kendrick Lamar and Kanye." And I said, <laughs> "How did you just give me the best compliment of my I goddamn know. life?" <laughs> So yeah, good. so backing up a little bit, this I just came back from a camping trip. It was my husband Steve's forty third birthday, and one of his uh, as part of his birthday bundle, as um, Drew Sedora would put it right. from how, uh, right. Atlanta Housewives, was um, I wrote a rap for him, right? And I performed it for him this it weekend. We got so it on video, and good. But I guess what I was saying is, in that rap, one of the lines is one of the lines is. He's a beer bong and da 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 da. Like, oh, yeah. Steve is a beer bong and motherfucker. Like, wow. the dude can take countless numbers of beer bongs. I, you would you would be astonished. And oh this yeah. Is not, I should not be bragging about this. I should not be. <laughs> I want to actually isn't to brag. Of, this is actually right. not, not no, no. good at no, all. Yes. But Steve can do a lot of beer bongs. Wow. I'll say. <laughs> so I wasn't lying when I put that line in the yeah. In the no. Rap. I know. I anyway. watched it like several times. Like, oh, it was so good. Like the lyrics were so amazing. Well, you probably would have never known, but I based it off the rhythm of Cardi B's Up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you are. I know that's right. Yeah, that was I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, uh, when I say, fugly bitches don't deserve the king, you, you know, know that's, that's right. Because <laughs> we call him Lawn King. Yeah. Um, anyway. Okay. Anyways. Back to the show. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. They're telling, telling their husbands, like, watch yourself. Please, t- you know tame it down. And they did kind yes. of. Yeah. And then basically Michelle, the realtor tells tree like, Hey, I want to invite this guy. I don't know if he's like a broker or realtor, yeah. very just, successful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want you to meet him. Tree's basically just going along with it. But she says in her confessional, she's not interested. She yeah. is like head over heels over this dude. These are not her words, but she's totally giddy over he's this new boyfriend, this other, yeah, Luis or Lewis guy. or whatever yeah. his name is. Um, but she obliges and says, yeah, I'll show up. But right. she wants nothing to do with being set up. Right. So, um, oh, and then it cuts to Melissa and Joe go to lunch with Marge and Joe, Marge and Joe, yeah, Marge and Joe. And there's like an, basically Melissa's uncomfortable with the talk that's being had about Teresa's boyfriend. Cause again, I guess Melissa's trying to be a good sister-in-law, not divulge that she has a boyfriend, which again, it's like, God, this is not, it's not that big of a deal. I know. It's not breaking news. Yes. This is not like, it's not a big deal, but everybody's trying to act like they're hush hush about it. Um, and, and then, I also think it's because they don't know how Teresa's going to respond. Yes. She's such a loose, she's such cannon. A loose cannon. I yeah. think that's what it is. Yeah. They don't know what to do. Yeah. And then good news. Uh, Dolores got her biopsy results. No Negative. cancer. Yeah, so right. her and Frank have a very warm embrace, which yes. I always appreciate. Right. Um, and then I think we are at the cocktail party. Right. So her realtor throws a cocktail party. For what? Re- what? Do you know why? Just because? Just to be on the show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As anybody oh, would. Right. And right. I'm sorry if you were cast uh, on the show, I would have cocktail parties too. So oh. I, uh, yeah. You're like, let's do that. My Excuse house. Me. Yeah. yeah. Why don't I just out of nowhere, I feel like inviting you and the ladies over for a cocktail party. <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to look banging. 
My house is too. That's right. Um, so they're at the cocktail party. And my first note is that the women look great. Oh, all of them. Marge's makeup. I love her with a red lip and her beautiful eye. Like, I don't know. Marge just looks so good this season. Dolores looked so freaking gorgeous. I loved her makeup. Like the women just looked good. Oh, it looked good. Her makeup looked good. Her hair looked good. And Jackie. Jackie had good hair. Jackie had a side part and she had waved. Yeah, her hair because Jackie had some bad hair. Ooh, and she did at the um, tea party because did you oh, see yeah. her braid that was wrapped around her head was pink? I don't like. Or it, it was the color did not match her hair. And also, I know it's like it. Margaret has like these pink roots. I don't know what it is or if it's makeup that's being pushed up into the right. root. But there's some pink tint, and it's not like the cool hair color everybody's doing these days. It's I think the Billie Eilish green, like Billie <laughs> right, Eilish pulls right. off the green. It's <laughs> right. like not that right. at all. No, no. But the ladies looked amazing and Michelle, the realtor, had some major side boobage going oh, on. Oh yeah, she Side did. cleavage. Yeah. She's just, a little like awkward, like awkward in her body. And, yeah, yeah, just a little, yeah, uh-huh. it was a little much, but it is Jersey. That's right. So then um, Tree gets pissed off because somebody basically narks on, on Joe, her brother, and because he told the boys that she's, she's in, in love. love, in right. quotes, with, with somebody. And she's like, so she, of course, she goes over to her brother and she says, and, and the word, oh my God, her voice was just so cringy. Yes. And she's like, Joey, Joey, what'd you say, Joey? <laughs> and Melissa's like, oh, he's going to get it. He's like, going to get it. <laughs> So then everything really does start to fall apart kind of after that moment. Right. Um, but then of but course, I think they're getting a little bit more drunk now. We know a little Melissa's more drunk. drunk. Like for yeah, sure. Melissa says, okay. Yes. And now I'm drunk. Right. Um, and then Marge, uh, says, oh, Marge makes a joke that basically she says, well, the first time I had sex with Joe, he said, I have to take a shower because I don't want my wife to find out because he would smell like her. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is no, like, like, that's what, like, they all started going through, like, their first times they had sex with their now husband. Yes. So, like, Joey Gorga bought, like, a bunch of, like, dozens of roses for Melissa. Like what all of like what they did. I think they're kind of like like talking about Teresa's new relationship and things like yes, that. Yes, wondering whether how, or not she's had sex or not with this guy. Yes, they must have or something. You know, they're and trying that's to, how Marge kind of busts into basically her and her husband were right, having an affair. Right, and they were both married at the time. That's and right. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Somebody high fived her. You didn't see who it <laughs> I was. Know. I don't think, but a uh-huh. hand came through and like high fived her. Oh, wow. I was like, oh my god, that is hilarious. Um, and then. They, oh, now the subject of David bought Dolores a Porsche. Oh, yes. And of course, the women not are spinning ring, it, not course. a ring. That was the whole. Yes. Yeah. And I know Melissa for sure, but I think Tree too are basically like saying, look, he's just like buying time. Yes. He didn't buy her a ring, but he bought her a Porsche. Right. It's like a stall tactic. And everybody kind of believes that it is a stall tactic. They ask some guy, I forget which husband for It was opinion. the realtor's husband. Right. Just say like, what do you think this means? Michelle the realtor. To buy time. Yeah, and he said, oh, that's buying time. Right. He's like, sorry. Right. So then the subject of the Porsche comes up. Everybody's like, okay, it's a stall tactic. And then who says it? Oh, fr- oh, some, something prompts Frank to say, Frank Catania, to the group. He says, well, oh, they were talking about him kissing Joe Gorga's ass. And he's right. like, well, I've eaten much better ass than that before. Yeah. And Dolores is like, Frank Catania, like, oh my God. Oh yeah, they're so cute. I gotta see what her friends wear these days. Oh yeah, they're very edgy. I will oh, say. Well, okay, Jesse and I are currently so spying <laughs> on Drew and her <laughs> friends. Like, We're literally opening the shutters. 
We are looking at the front window like two aunties. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get like, yeah. just to see what the kids are wearing these just days. Just to see what the kids are wearing. I did my, see. It looks like 90210. That's 100%. All, that's all it does. Scrunchies, yeah, you know, totally. crop tops. Crop tops. I don't know. Like, jean no, jacket. High waisted. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's very, Drew, Drew style is very, um, I don't even know what to call it. I know. It's very edgy. Yeah. I was at the mall yesterday and there was like a group of girls and most of them are wearing these super huge baggy jeans and the whole fronts are like blown out. Yes. Like where your whole leg huge shows. Huge holes. They're basically like chaps. Like yeah. jean chaps. That's exactly that what they are. In a way. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I was like, Sometimes it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I don't agree with them. I would, Sorry. But I was all I could think about it. I'd be wearing whatever they're doing. I was going to do We would it. be too. You, yeah. you want to be on trend at that age. Right. You know, you're not right. trying to be like super different. Oh, there's Drew. Okay. I just caught a glimpse. Oh, good. It's I'm going to describe Drew's outfit. <laughs> yeah. Drew is wearing hot pink, low rise, wide leg yes. pants with platform steel toe Doc Martens. Right. Black. And then she's wearing a black top that Prop. comes out almost like it's, it's a, it's only covers her boobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. her whole stomach showing, which, uh, which is, yeah. And then her, it's a long sleeve, but it bells out at the bottom, almost like a witch's cape. Remember you had that exact thing, the, <laughs> I the green did. crush velvet. <laughs> <laughs> you have that. Seriously. I wish she, she would wear half of our wardrobe right. if we would have kept it. Right. Dang it. Well, there she goes. There she goes. Catch a glimpse. Open the blinds. Oh, yeah. Here she goes. Here she goes. But she can pull it off. Yeah. She's got we, the body to do it. We are so <laughs> crazy. <laughs> you guys, we sit in the front room of my house and record so much action. So we're like those nosy neighbors. We're like, who's, who's is that? that? What? Is that Barbara walking her dog again on my yard? Her dog just took a shit in my yard. God dang it. God damn it, Barbara. Oh, God. Anyway. This is our entertainment. That was like the best part of my day right now. I know. Seriously. Um, so then, yeah. So Frank says, I've eaten better ass than that in my life. And then, of course, Marge says to Teresa, has he, has he, oh, has he eaten the puss? Yes. And Teresa right, says, she goes, she goes over there, uh, Teresa over there with her pineapple, has he eaten the puss yet? Yeah. yeah. And Teresa's like, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then Melissa's tipsy and she learns that Teresa's not wearing panties. Right. Not wearing panties. And And she she calls her a hoe. You're a, you're a whore. Yeah. No wonder. She goes, you're a hoe. No underwear on. Yeah. So then she's like, well, let me escort you to the car. It's like, let me escort you like hoe sister to the car. (laughs) Melissa cracked me up in that little part when she kept calling her a hoe. Yeah. I I honestly, I was laughing too. I thought that was really funny. And and Teresa's basically, she gets a text and then she splits and everybody's like, look, she's probably leaving because her boyfriend's texting her. Yeah. And Dolores... Basically is sticking up for Teresa and she's like, look, if she wants to leave for a booty call, God bless. Right. Like exactly. let her go. Let her go. Big deal. And then in the confessional, Dolores is basically like, look, I know how this group is. They are, they judged my relationship hardcore. Right. I know how that is. Yep. Let Teresa do her thing right. and just get over it. And then Joe, Gorga and Dolores start going at it. I and it was know. very cringy. It was weird how it turned into that. And I felt bad for Dolores because I did too. basically she's saying like they all started, you know, because they had this conversation about the Porsche versus a ring and like that it's buying time. She gets wind of that. They were all talking about it. And she's just like, why are you so, why do you care yeah. so much that you have to like have this whole conversation during this party about it? You yeah, know? exactly. And then Joe starts going off. And somebody said, I don't know if it was Margaret, it was a very good take on it that he was somehow warning Melissa, yes. like, 
If you, I think Jackie said it in yes. her confessional. Okay, oh, it was Jackie. Yeah, that Joe Gorga was basically his comments to Dolores were really a message, yeah, message, a subliminal message yes. to his wife, right, of how he was feeling right. about their relationship. Right. So, um, he Dolores at one point says to Joe as it's first starting to happen, she says, "Look." I threw my husband out when I was nine months pregnant. You think I'd stick around if I wasn't happy with David? And she's got a point. Mm -hmm. You know, she's happy right now in her own, maybe not fully happy or like it's a perfect relationship, but what is? And you don't have to be married to be happy. Absolutely not. I mean, look at freaking uh, Rosie, uh, Uh, wait, Goldie Hawn and what's his name? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah. They're like the epitome. Um, But, you know, so she makes that point and Joe Gorga goes back, back at her and says, well, you're in denial. And Dolores is like, um, you know, do I want to be with a guy who gets mad about his wife walking ahead of him? Right. Like she's calling Joe out, out for being for that. pissed yes. that Melissa dared to walk ahead of him. And then Joe says to her at one point, David isn't giving you that affection. And Joe says to Dolores that she's a broken woman. I mean, he's just going in and yeah. it's like, bro, right. you should Stop. have stopped like five minutes ago, but right. you just keep digging in. And I love this comment. Dolores is like, oh, a Neanderthal like yourself thinks I'm broken. Yeah, you know, like, I know. Seriously, like that is yes. how you're acting, like a freaking yeah. Neanderthal. And Joe goes back at Dolores and says, you have a scarred heart. And yeah. Melissa says to Dolores, she says, look, I'm going to be real with you right now. A couple people think the Porsche is a stall tactic for the ring. And then this is when it really starts. And Dolores is like... Why is this whole conversation about me and my relationship? Why are you all going in on me? It's my relationship. Get over it. Like, and then she just basically, she blows out of there. Dolores goes full blown Dolores, which I love. Yes. You know, she says, <clears throat> you can all go fuck yourselves. Frank, let's go. Yeah. She's like, Frank, let's go. Get the car. Let's get go. The car. So they get in the car and uh, <laughs> they're in the backseat. <laughs> yeah. Dolores is like, I need five minutes to calm down. Don't, Don't even talk, talk to me. me. Yeah. And he's like, okay, yeah. Yeah. No but then, then he also made a comment. He was like, what? I didn't do anything. Why are you mad at me? Like, yeah. he was just like, <laughs> like, shit, like, Frank, that's the wrong comment. <laughs> right. I did it. Like, right. you know, I know you didn't do anything, but she's right. just telling you, bro, Be I'm warning quiet. you. Oh, yeah. Be quiet because right. I'm pissed. Yeah. Like she was seeing red. Right. Oh yeah, and I don't blame her. I would I be know. freaking livid too, and I would have blown out of that party oh, too. Yeah, she and then next very appropriately, she did. And the next time, uh, Dolores jumps down Jennifer's throat, mm-hmm. and Joe and Melissa continue to have relationship issues. Okay, whatever, whatever. Oh, and we meet uh, mm-hmm. Teresa's. He makes oh. a debut. Is it Louis? Louis? Well, Louise? <clears throat> Lou? I don't, I don't know. know. Anyways, he's he's going to show up on the, ep- the show. He's going to show up. Yeah. All right. I want to talk about Atlanta. I am very excited we've gotten to this point because I love the Atlanta ladies. They all bring it. And my first note is that, again, I think all the ladies look really good. Right. Um, My favorite was Portia. I loved her her short hair, that dress. I I don't know. Something. She was just looking really good. Right. No, my favorite's to come, which is going to be... Marlo. Oh, well. <laughs> but we'll get to oh. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yes. yeah. So, but for now, yes, Portia looked great. Everything, like it was very glamorous, everything. Yes. And then she said something like, I don't know, like she was like, everything's in the right place. It still looks good. Like, you know, when yeah. she was in her green room. I know. And I love Portia without short hair. I've said it before. Oh, I think yeah. she looks so pretty. Right. She has such a pretty face. Um, but right from the jump, Kenya's rolling her eyes at Portia. Oh, like I know. She is not having it I with know. Portia. But- Hold on though, because oh. I always want to say what it's the decor. I want to set the scene. Do it. Please do. So 
they, you know, we always love, they always have to have like some kind of theme and they're usually pretty good, you know, beautiful, but this was like Cupid's closet on Sepulveda, like Avenue. It was like Candy's dungeon, BDSM, whatever all that stuff is, like whips and chains, leather masks, bolos, fake Uh, Chanel, Chanel in a box, in a glass display box with no bolo in it, but fully like up and like if there was a body in there. Candy came dressed as a what dominatrix, a mistress, whatever yeah, the heck, mistress, like yeah, the mistress master angel. Mistress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I love that they that they really honored this season because it was the bolo. It was the bolo season. season. That, yes, that exactly. is exactly what right. it was. Candy's the only one though who right. really complied. I think yes. with the theme. I mean, she went all in all with out. her outfit. Oh, totally. She. I mean, she had to take her whole outfit off just to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. And it she was like a one. Hot. Piece. Yeah, Andy. Yes. I just. Yeah, I loved it. And of course, at one point, Andy gets on his knees and uh, he's act. He's acting like her. Um, what do they call it? Uh, the, she's the, 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 she's his master, and he's like the whatever. The whatever doc, they, yeah, exactly. He's yeah, and he says something, or no, she says, "Well, you know, I always love them on their knees." You know, and everybody's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then like soon after that, they cut to the footage of all the women weighing themselves. Oh, that's what I love that he started with their, and they were like, oh, this is the part I had to write this down. Yeah. So we, the first segment is like, you know, we went through like COVID and quarantine and basically he goes something like, it, he, he has like his whole line at the end. He's like, so they were in the thick of it. And they're like, oh, and then it cuts to the, the montage package. And they're like, oh, you wrong for that. Like three of them are like, that's wrong. Like they're, yeah. but they're laughing. Oh, yeah. And Literally it shows showing the number weight. on the yeah. scale, yeah. you know, which I appreciated because the numbers we saw on that scale right. were real, real numbers. And these ladies are not Beautiful. obese. Right. They are hot. Right. They are right. curvy. They look right. good. Right. Like, we've seen them in swimsuits and everything. Right. And those numbers on the scale were not like tiny numbers. Right. And I loved every second <laughs> of it because that just shows yeah. you like that is what a real woman, yes. you know, looks yes. can look like at that weight, you know, and it's, just, I don't know. I, I loved just loved it. That it. whole package I loved. It started with like candy eating, it, it cut to then like them weighing themselves, them talking about their, like their bodies. It was, it was great. Yes. And then, of course, right away, Kenya and Portia get into it over Kenya's shade of Portia's activism this season. Because right. Kenya was always finding a way to shade uh, Portia's activism. Right. And then Kenya brings up the fact, which I'm like, yeah, idiot. She says, you know, well, I wasn't invited. To, I, I was the only one who wasn't invited to Portia's PSA. It's like, why would you be invited? Right. right. You have been Nothing dissing but, right. her activism the and all the work time. that she's trying to do. Right. Of course you're not invited. Like, why would you even... No, and Portia says... Oh, no, Kenya says... um, She's... I don't know if it it said it... She's like, you really don't care about all of us. And Portia, like, clapped back at her and was like, okay, so while you're saying that from the curb, because you haven't been in the streets, like, what are you doing? Yes. Like, it was such a good little interaction. It was. And Portia really put her in her place place in that moment. It's like, look... Kenya knew it. Exactly. And Kenya knew it. And I was like, ooh, that's a good one, Portia, because it's hard to get Kenya to kind of be quiet. Yeah. Um, And then... It cuts to, there was a question asked and Kenya says that Mark is no longer asking for alimony. And I, I got the sense that she was trying to portray that they're in a much better place now. Like they're good, you know, we're fine. Yeah, no. And, you know, and she says that she's still wearing her ring. Yeah. Until it's over. Is, I, it's like, she is, what the? I'm not understanding I that. I thought at this point by the reunion, it was going to be like done and dusted, 100%. that relationship. Like, no, there was going to be nothing between them. Right. 
But like she, they're still, she's still holding on to something. And she defended him later in the episode. Yeah. I'm just like, what? The, I, I don't. It's get odd. It. She can't 100 go Let to the go. side of going. Yeah, he was a dick to me. Yeah, I'm done. Right. You know. Move on. Um, and then Lightshade, Kenya Lightshade's Portia, yep. and says, "Well, Andy, you know, you can't compare relationships. I mean, I'm married." And because Portia never got married right. to what's his face, Dennis. Right. It's like, okay, well that's but not you're really not shade. really married. Is that either. a marriage? Right. No. Is that really no. like just because there's no. a piece of paper involved, right. it's a very dysfunctional marriage. Right. And then at one point during the season or at some point, um, I don't know when, Drew tw- after Drew had seen the episodes, there was an episode in the beginning where where Kenya called Drew astray. She's like, I oh, don't know where right. you get all these strays from. Yeah. So Drew took to Twitter to defend herself and she said, gave the definition of what a stray is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she's like, girl, my, my, you know, my family's all under one roof. What about you? Right. Or, or something like that. Right. And Kenya on the reunion episode says, girl, your family isn't under one roof. Your baby daddy's, your baby daddy's under the roof of a jail. <sighs> and I'm like, oh. That okay, was such like, a like reach girl, for like anything. Yeah, and that's that's her baby. She has nothing. Her baby daddy is in her life. Right. She got rid Not of him. Since she was even pregnant. It wasn't with that good child. for her, so right. she left. Like, right. why are you you shading her ex? Isn't really like shading right. her. But this is Kenya. Kenya digs. Not even that deep. She just pulls whatever she can and she just throws it. She, she does. To, she weaponizes all of that stuff. She does. So that's why she. I think she. And it's almost like I. I. I wonder what she thinks, like watching this back, because there's several times where she does have to apologize. Like yeah. she's proven wrong. No, you know, she is. Because she just goes multiple times. really low. Yeah. I mean, she is very, her and Jennifer Aiden, I think, have that in common. Yeah. Where they go, they react really so quickly. low. Right. Like it's just, um, it just, you shouldn't go there. Right. Some of the things they right. say, although Marlo, the, the worst low moment was when Marlo, talk shit to Kenya about her mom not right. even wanting her, which right. I was like, ooh, that was and I'm not a Kenya sensitive. fan really, but right. it's like, ooh, that's right. not right. Um, and then, okay, so of course, Andy addresses the elephant in the room. He confronts Kenya about her Native American Halloween yes. costume. And Kenya was very poised. She had been preparing for this moment, right. obviously. Right. She caught a lot of flack right. on lo- online for right. wearing that costume at the party. And she basically said, well, first off, she claims she has Native American heritage. Right. Which, as if that's an excuse. She said she had aunties that lived on a reservation. Okay. Whatever like, that okay, means. Reach, okay. Reaching. Yeah. Okay. And then Kenya says that what she, she learned was that customs are not costumes. Right. And when people wear costumes like that, it makes them feel like they're not being taken seriously. And right. that, exactly. Right. Like, you just don't do it. No. It's like, you know, blackface, I guess. You know, it's cultural yeah. appropriating. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, you just, you don't, we're not doing that. No. We are no longer mm-hmm. doing that. No. It's not acceptable. Right. And it was pretty shocking that she did wear that costume, yes. to be honest. Well, we talked about it then. Yeah, we did. And Portia, of course, says she finds it interesting that Kenya, oh, Kenya wants forgiveness for the Native American costume so soon, but she doesn't give that to others. And it flashes back to the footage of the Kenya shading Portia mm-hmm. over and over again for the mm-hmm. Underground Railroad. Right. So, of and course. And not knowing what it was. and Exactly. And Portia, I think, has done a good job of going... I've learned. Right. I've done better. Right. This is who I am today. Right. I effed up. Right. I was not educated on that. Right. You know, now I am. Yes. Um, and so, of course, you know, they're going at it. Kenya and Portia have always had issues. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Drew and Kenya start going at it. And Drew asks Kenya why she tweeted that the talk 
they had with their son Josiah was cringy. Right. She oh she retweeted somebody's comment on that. It it, it being cringy. Yes. So she retweeted that, which is basically her making the comment. Yes. And I understood where Drew was coming from because as a mom, I I don't even want you to refer to my child in a roundabout way as anything being cringy. Right. Just It's such a hypersensitive topic. It's my child. It was a very sensitive conversation, a vulnerable moment. And so for her, and I, that was effed up. Like Kenya, don't hop on that train right. and retweet something and right. say, oh yeah, I thought it was cringy too. And Kenya's answer was, I just thought it should happen off camera. But that doesn't mean you have to tweet right. Right. that you think that. Like it just sucks because right. then it allows people to pile on right. to Drew and it just kind of creates a mess yes. online, like a pile on. Yes. But Kenya knows exactly what she's doing. Yes. And she apologizes. Like So this is like another, This is she apologizes multiple times throughout the well this episode or at least two times for sure. One was that she's like with the Indian uh, Native American costume. Yes. And then the other one was with this and she said, I'm sorry, but then they kind of get into it again. And she goes at Drew saying like, well, you talked about my husband and that's the father of my, I'm like, but your husband's a fucking asshole and nobody likes him. that he's an asshole. He doesn't treat you well. It's not an eight year old boy having to confront his biological father yes. in front of like the Who's nation been absent yes. for many years. Right. And it like, just, this is why I, I really don't like, I, I despise Kenya. Like yeah, I Kenya's, hate this kind of stuff. Like it's so dark, like the kind of stuff that she throws out there. And it's because it she's a, you know, injured, you know, person who's absolutely, hurting, you, know? you and I have talked about our theory yes. on that. And I think a lot of people would agree, you right. know, just Kenya's injured, you know, yes. from the abandonment issues yes. and stuff. And so she is, mean to other people. Right. And it sucks. Like she can be so freaking mean. Mm-hmm. And Drew got really upset, but you know, and all the ladies kind of agree, like, look, in every season of Housewives, there is, there are certain rules and you just don't talk about kids. Right. And Kenya's tweet in a way, what really was talking about kids and right. his moment to right. meet his dad, she called it cringy. You're, you're basically like, you're, you're, sloughing it off. Like it was such a powerful moment for him. It's such a big moment for this young boy. And you're like, it was cringy. It's yeah, like, fuck you. I know. I would have been pissed right. too. And all the ladies are kind of letting her know, no, nah, we don't talk about kids. Right. So, um, then Andy, of course, confronts Ralph, Drew's husband about the three days in Tampa. Oh, yeah. Ralph what comes you do yeah. in Tampa? <laughs> drum roll too. Drum roll. Drum roll, please. Yeah. So shady. And Drew basically right away starts saying, look, my husband showed me receipts that he had for dinner while he was there. Right. It showed only one guest on the receipt, right. meaning he didn't have another woman with right. him. Basically, Drew's saying, I believe him. Yeah. He went to Tampa to blow some steam mm-hmm. off. He wasn't with another woman. Right. Candy ain't buying it. Candy is yeah. not buying it. Well, she she's like, I don't have to buy it. But yeah, she doesn't buy it. Yeah. Candy's not buying it. And it is what it is. So then we cut to... Toya, Yo, friend God. of the show. Yep. She's in hair and makeup and she's got a kidney infection. She's got, but, and she's got a cold and a UTI. Yeah. Oh she's, yeah. Yeah. She has got a lot going on. Yeah. She's got everything going on. She's basically. got a lot going right. on. She is not well, bitch. No. As the <laughs> <Yeah. would> say. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and she's in hair and makeup and you, and she basically, she needs a hug and Andy's like, Oh, I know, but he's he probably like, hell no. Oh, like, like I don't know all that shit. Yeah. I don't want to catch your Well, it's funny because she didn't say, she said, yeah, she said kidney infection when they're in like the green room where she's getting ready. And then when they were sitting down and she said like, I have a cold, he was like, well, you have a cold? Like yeah. everyone's, don't COVID? say that. Yeah, Ooh. I know. Is that you? Yeah. 
Not good. So, right. of course, he doesn't hug her. Right. And um, Toya called – okay, so then it, it comes, comes out to, hot. And I was a little confused about this, but maybe you can break it down for me. Toya calls Kenya on the phone before she goes on stage for the reunion or on set, and she says, Drew's husband, Ralph's barber, busted into her room and said that Drew heard she was sick and gave her some vitamin C to right. take. But with the camera, she said, too. Yeah. I heard that part. So I don't really know. I, I know. Was confused. I mean, too. It seems like a little kind of like a blip of something, but yeah. Drew says she's handled it. That person is she gone. She apologized for yeah. it. I don't right. know what that was. Right. And I believe Drew. I don't yeah. really know. I don't know what went down, right. but Drew's like, look, I didn't plan that. I don't know what you're right. talking about, right. but it's been handled. Right. Toya comes on, on stage and she comes in hot. Oh, yeah. And uh, right off the bat, she calls uh, Drew SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> she did have, and I was like, huh. And it flashes over to, to Drew and she does have a really big boxy, yeah. one side is like really big, squared yeah. off dress. Which I really liked Drew's comeback and she called her Patty Peachless. Yeah. Because you ain't got yeah, a no peach, peach, bitch. Yeah, that's right. I was just like, that's Ooh, right. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That a good one. So then it's over. And is this a two-part or a three-part? I'm going to I It's got to Can't be remember. a three-part. Because we're yeah. not even getting... Like, the next episode is... Uh, we didn't even really Marlo talk about Bolo. In, Marlo Shanae comes, comes in. in. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know yet. Yeah. Because we're going to get to Cynthia's wedding next time. That's true. I, I forgot. I say three. I'm going to I think it's going to be a three-parter because yeah. you're right. You're right. Marlo and Shamia come in. Love both of them. Oh, yeah. Um, Marlo's I could do without outfit. Toya. She looks – there's a part where she just looks like she has no clothes on. Absolutely. It's very like Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. It's like something. Stomach showing. Beside like her, she, new, her new uh, – what is it called? Her, her new lipo. liposuction. <laughs> Showing off that lipo. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so more to come on that one. I cannot wait to watch it. Uh, Atlanta is always so entertaining. Oh, I love it. Um, but I would just close this out by saying – if it, you know, it's whatever the cast looks like next season, I could do definitely do without Toya. And even though she's not on the cast, she's a friend of the show. Right. I can do without Drew. Oh, no, Drew by. Yeah. Okay, uh, good. Yeah, All no, right. We're on the yeah. same page. And I'm going to say something. It's going to make me really sad to say. Marlo. What? Cynthia. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, don't know if it's run its now. course. I and I love yeah. Cynthia. Right. But. I know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So we'll see what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else? No. Let's close this bitch out and get you home. It's dark outside as we look out out the window and creep on my neighbors. All right, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us on this episode of Judgy and Juryish. Do not forget to check out my other podcast that's called Murderish. It's a true crime podcast. Hit subscribe to Judgy and Juryish wherever you're listening now so you don't miss any new episodes. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Judgy Juryish and join our Facebook group. Just search for Judgy and Juryish podcast on Facebook to join. And please leave us a five-star rating and review in your favorite podcast app. But of course, make it nice or we might have to check you, boo. I have to like do my head uh, every uh, single uh, time uh. you do. Gotta check you, boo. <laughs> and remember, fix your face and stay looking hot because you don't want to end up with a crappy mugshot. Bye. Bye.